Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Friday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. It's a mouthful, but they totally rock. Um, you go to ifwtwa.org to learn more about this organization. And we love our second Fridays. Every second Friday, we get to chat with travel writers across the country, around the world. Every second Tuesday, we chat with the actual destination. So it's always fun over here. And today, we're excited to welcome back another Lisa. We love Lisa's here. Uh, Lisa <laughs> Evans is back, and she's joining us to talk about what well, last year she was on the show to talk about coastal Mississippi. And you can see her article on nationalparktraveling.com. But this year, she was joining us to talk about her book. And she told us that this was going to happen, and it did, and it's out now. It is 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die. So I encourage you to go to her website, writerlisa.com, and also readypress.com, which is the publishers of the book. And we love this series. Um, you know, we've had authors on the show who've, who've written books uh, like Michigan, Lansing, Michigan. Um, I know we've got one when we were in Costa Mesa, California. We've seen these books everywhere. And I love their premise because I think these books are cool. They're short and sweet and easy to read. And like yours, what you've written with the hundred, you know, things to do in coastal Mississippi before you die, but they focus on areas and the, I don't know, they're just more fun to read. They're just, a, they're unique in how they're written and done. So welcome back, Lisa, and congratulations, published author. How does it <laughs> Thank feel? Thank you. Um, it, I think it's still sinking in, but it feels good. It feels it's good. been busy, huh? It, it, it has been events. very busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. TV, actual in-person events, <laughs> you know, so yeah. a little different than if you published during COVID. <laughs> yes, quite quite a bit. Absolutely. What was it like going from writing articles to writing an actual book? Um, you know, Honestly, the way I approached it, it, it wasn't too, too different. It was just in my mind that I guess made it easy. I was doing like little articles only on each spe specific place. So, you know, I, I kind of approach it the same way, you know, what, what are the, you know, obviously short and sweet, what are the cool things about this, this particular restaurant or this particular place or whatever. So, you know, it's just use the same premise. You want people to come visit. So you, um, you know, catch them with little things and the personal experience I think is, is also a, a great touch. You know, people can read every day about all the restaurants and everything, all the things that we have to do. You know, you can go to mm -hmm. Google and, and do that. But um, for somebody that lives here and actually visits and, and you know, like I said, uh, lives it, <laughs> I think, I think is, is the little, I think that's why the 100 Things series does so well. And it's like, before you die, it's like that bucket list. And mm -hmm. I think it's great for locals. Are you, well, how are locals responding to this? Um, they seem very well, actually, at one of the recent events, um, really cool thing. In, in my book, one of the places is Walter Anderson Museum of Art. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he's got a that, nice mural in the book. On the yes, book. he's got a beautiful mural. And he was he was 
just a genius. Well, at one of my in-person events, I actually met his daughter and had a very nice conversation with her. She bought a book and she was, you know, telling, and she's, uh, you know, she's older obviously now, but she was just a sweet woman to talk to. And it was, it was just really cool to have met her and been able to get her perspective, you know, having grown up with a genius father who, you know, genius artist, uh, you know, he was, he did so many, I mean, it's, it's amazing. The Renaissance man. Like, yeah, it, it was just amazing. And when you, when you go through the museum, you're just in awe of all the different things he did. So from yeah. her point, you know, from her point of view, as she was growing up, she's like, you know, we didn't always appreciate him. We didn't always appreciate it because that was daddy that, you know, it wasn't Walter Anderson, the artist, it was daddy. So mm, that's but nice. That, and I want to go to that museum. That's one of the the places, you know, going through the book and also you being on the show before I'm it's like, I want to go there and I want to go to the friendship oak tree, that yes, big oak tree. That big Tell oak us tree. about the oak tree, where that is. And it is actually on the campus of um, Southern Miss University, of Southern Mississippi, USM. It has many names, but it is literally just it's <laughs> it's so big. Um, you're and it's 500 years old. Uh, and the legend is that if you stand in its shade with somebody, you're friends for life. That's, that's how it got the friendship tree, but it is, it is in the national live Oak registry. I mean, that's, it's basically dated how old it is. And it is, you can't even describe it. You can see pictures of it, but until you're standing there and you're underneath all these, the big Oak, um, you know, the oak leaves and the oak branches. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's like a labyrinth. It's like a it's, tree labyrinth. When it you is. Get into those, we went to one in uh, Thomasville, Georgia, and it was just this massive live oak, very similar to what you're yes. talking about. And I'm like, dude, this is, and then I did the rose tree. We did the rose tree museum in Tombstone, Arizona. And I think it's 9,000 feet wide or something. Yeah. I'm no, trying, I'm, I'm going to be wrong. To, I don't want to misquote, but I want to say 16,000 sticks in my head, 16,000 square feet. I just want to. Yeah. Make I mean, sure. Can we go that? I mean, I'm going, how many feet do we have to make this happen? Like, yeah, it's crazy. I wanna, I, and I don't want to misspeak. So I'm, I'm cheating. I have to say I'm, I'm looking in the, book. in the thousands. Oh, she's looking in her book. I am. Please. I am looking in the book. But because... you know what I think is great about this is that, you know, you're the Yankee of coastal Mississippi. I am. You're living in it. So you know the region by living it, but you still have that excitement of being newer to the area. You know what I mean? So I think that did that help you write the book? And, Very and even just with the writing, because you still have that I love living here. It's warmer. I don't have yes. to shovel snow, you know, very much so. And, and it's amazing to me in talking to the, you know, people, and I call them locals, the people that were born and bred and raised here um, their entire life. And I'll be talking and they'll be, Oh, you know, what, it, what's in your book, this, that, and the other thing. And it's amazing to me how many of them say, Oh, you know, I haven't been there since I was a kid. I'm like, you live here, you know, or I've never been there. Oh, I didn't even know that was here. I'm like, well, that's the point of writing the book because, you know, and, and it's a, it's crazy to me that you've lived on, you know, that people have lived here and they just, I don't, it's not that they're jaded. I guess they just take it for granted. And yeah. I think everyone kind of is like that. We do yeah. all get that way where, I mean, that's why we started travel magazines and Nancy started the exactly. you know, magazine in South Africa. It was like, people kept saying there's nothing to do. And she'd look at them like, what? Yeah, Are exactly. You? You and know, and yeah, it is. It's it's very much. It's it's very interesting to me to talk to people that have lived on the coast their whole life, and 
literally probably don't know of a quarter of the things that are in my book or that they haven't visited them since they were five or six. And these are grown 30s, 40s, 50 year old people. I'm like, why? You know, it's right there. I mean, that to me is, you know, I and and I've only been doing this and, and truly appreciating it for, I'll say, five of my 10 years here. Um, but it's amazing to me that, you know, people, but again, I think that you're right. I think wherever you live, that tends to happen. You take it for yeah. granted and it takes somebody else with a fresh, fresh viewpoint and a fresh going, Hey, that's really pretty cool. And people coming, knocking on your door, your friends and family, and they're like, Oh, we've got to go there. Oh, we haven't gone here for like, you know, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. that's what I hear all the time. I haven't done that since I was a kid. So families tend to go and do like local things. Yes. And then everyone grows up and forgets about it until they have kids or or visitors <laughs> come. Yep. So and I then you want to share it. Yeah, you want to share it. And it's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's so funny because as we travel full time, as you know, and there's so many places that we go to, I'm like, dude, if I lived here, I would be here every day. I'd be mm-hmm. doing this hike every day. I'd be going to this beach, you know, every day. And then, you know, deep down, no, you wouldn't because life yeah. takes over. Right. And I think books like this um, really kind of gets you back on track to explore your backyard, but also for visitors, first time or mm-hmm. gets people like, you know, I've always wanted to go to Mississippi. This is a very easy read. You can Google further about planning your trip, but you give those nuggets of excitement and the information you need to plan. So it's, I just love the format of this book, you know? Yeah. It's very good. And, and I've actually had, and of course, being a desti- a vacation destination, which we are, we have a lot of short-term rentals, verbal houses, Airbnbs, all of that. Um, I've actually sold several books to um, local owners or owners that know another owner that has bought the book to leave in their books because, mm. you know, the people that are coming to their, to their verbal houses are like, oh, what do we want to do? Oh, look, here's a book right here on the coffee table. Yeah. So um, I and I'm working with the hotels and the motel association here on the coast to try and do the same, you know, something similar with the hotels, you know, um, you know, just to have it as a reference book of for all the visitors. Yeah, it's like a nice welcome yep. guide, you know, and, and I think a welcome, you know, back in the day, I don't know if they still do these. You can tell we've been on the road too long. <laughs> it's not too long ever. But, um, you know, there used to be the welcome wagons. Like when you'd move into a town and the welcome wagon would come and give you the little baggie of things. Yeah. Like here's your phone book, which we don't do those. Ex- Actually, they exist because I just took one out of the mail for the people we're sitting, <laughs> pet sitting for. <laughs> there are phone books in some areas. I'm just saying it's wow. like bizarre. But, but- um yeah, our our um, you know. our uh, tourism board, Coastal Mississippi, um, is doing something very similar. They purchased a number of books, and they're you know obviously they're the ones that get the calls to hey you know what's good here or the small groups, the family reunions, the whatever, and Four they'll have this as a reference yeah. to you know to to give to the visitors that come and travel writers. And, and travel writers coming to well. town. Yeah, travel writers, we need these things, you know, because you really have these, like I'm saying, it's a hundred things. Did you have to whittle down the list? I yes. mean, how hard is it to do the hundred? Because um, you've got some unique places. I mean, even the restaurants, and then you've got, you know, like the I'm glad you put the oak tree in there. Yep. You've got the blues. I mean, now the blues, I could do like, don't you want to do a hundred 
I things do. on the blues. I do. I mean, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time, um, last year when I was on, but the blues in Mississippi are like, you know, there could, it, it's it. One can't be without the other. Yeah. And um, so I had started this. It's like whole, shrimp. You can't yeah. be in Mississippi <laughs> this without is true. shrimp. This is true. Yeah. But with the blues music, it started out as a, somebody said to me, hey, why don't you write an article about the Mississippi blues trail? You know, me again, not at the time I didn't, I hadn't done my research. I'm like, okay, not a problem. I know we have some markers here on the coast. I'll take care of it. Well, once you get into it, it's not it's, that it's, it's a rabbit it hole. Just, it, it is. And I'm still down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I mean, but it's I'm, an awesome rabbit oh, hole to be it's, in. It's fabulous. And I want to tell mean, you, we think we thought of you. We did drive through Mississippi in, I think it was February this year. And it was cold and we were near the Natchez Straits and we we're going into Louisiana. We were on the northern side. Mm -hmm. We went to where the very first Baptist church was started um, in the state. But I'm sorry, but you guys have the best music on the radio. It, like it no is. one. I know we talked about this before, but I can't help it. It's true. <laughs> and you do have these markers, but you there's I don't know, just driving through, watch the sunrise come up mm -hmm. and, you know, there were old juke joints where we were driving. Yeah. And it was just misty. And it was this, I'm like, dude, this is every blues record right yes. now. And it is. I, well, I, I have to say, like I said, I'm, it, like I'm, still, I'm still down that rabbit hole and I'm still, every place I go, it's like, oh, well, I got to do this. I got to come back because I mean, I recently, and yeah. it wasn't coastal Mississippi, but it was blues related. I visited Clarksdale, Mississippi, which any blues fan knows you can't do anything about you have to without That's going to Clarksdale. Yeah, yeah. Went to the crossroads. I had, took had pictures of the crossroads. Um, went to just some really cool places. A, a, you know, a, a blues club that you know was like, do I really want to go in here? And boy, am I glad I did. I figured when I Heck looked yeah. at it, when I looked at, it, I was like, oh, I'll probably spend half hour here. I was there two and a half hours. It was wonderful. Um, and and like I said, the blues down here on the coast is just so. And there's so many stories. It's just it's it's amazing. Tell us about Ground Zero. You have that. Oh, you I have, love Ground you Zero. You have that, uh, and everyone. Uh, Lisa's got an article up on Blend Radio and TV.com. Uh, just type in Lisa Evans or Mississippi, you'll see it. And uh, just kind of giving you a snapshot of what the book covers: uh, everything, food and drink. You've got culture and history, mm -hmm. sports and rec, nature. Uh, you got shopping. Yeah. Um, and of course the food is big, but you do bring in Ground Zero because that, that's I a do. new new place. It is. Ground Zero opened, I believe it was February of 2022. And um, it's it's the second Ground Zero. The original Ground Zero is in Clarksdale, Mississippi, which I visited when I was up there recently. But the one here in Biloxi, um, it's just, it. you walk in and you just feel comfortable. It's in, um, it's off, off the View Marche in downtown Biloxi. And which is, it's in this, there's murals on the outside of the building and you walk in and it's got a, um, what they call the front porch, which is basically a replica of the front porch, which is in Clarksdale. And it's covered with all the stickers and posters of all the old blues musicians that have played. Um, oh. And it's just, the food is, they have really good food. It's just a comfortable, it's just the comfortable, and the music is phenomenal. Back. It, it can't oh, very be much. All, you can't no. be foo-foo. No. Oh, no. No, there's, we don't there's, want the there's foo -foo. no foo-foo. No, because you no. walk in and, you know, you can walk in, you can go to the bar, you can have seats at a table. And then there's an area at the front of the building 
that had where's where the music and the stage has a red um backdrop it's just beautiful and it's got it's got some old guitars some like signature guitars in glass cases on the wall oh i need to go i think yeah, it's, i told, it's, told you last is. time we went to biloxi we went to the hard rock and you talk mm -hmm. about them too um mm -hmm. hard rock casino and hotel and yep. they had this awesome collection of rock and roll memorabilia from you know like david bowie to mm -hmm. the beatles to like everybody is in there and tom petty yeah and i mean i've got good photos of it too and i don't do they change that out huh it's probably um, going to be I different think they do i haven't uh, i'll be honest i haven't been there in probably in a few weeks but i do believe in a they few have weeks i'm like seriously <laughs> see and if i was there i'd be there every day Lisa. <laughs> but <laughs> they have sure. you know but they do <laughs> i have to no. believe they do have they do change it out because i think some are actually on loan probably from other hard rocks and yeah. i do believe they switch them out but um it's just it's just there's just so many cool places in coastal mississippi there really are and it's it like i said yeah. it just amazes me that people like go Mississippi. What's in Mississippi? I was like, well, visit and you'll find out. Everything. <laughs> Down in Miss one of my favorite songs on the planet is uh Ry Cooter uh did uh this awesome show and concert and had this awesome band years ago. And one of the singers is Terry Evans, and he's saying Down in Mississippi is one of my favorite and Mavis Mavis Staples everyone's mm -hmm. covered it, but there's a version of that online. I'm going to have to send you a link to this <laughs> because Terry Evans, and he's since passed, which is so sad. And he's performed with a lot of my friends. And I'm like, dude, and I, I wanted to interview him. And then he passed away. And I'm like, that sucks. And there yes. you go. So getting <laughs> See, to the theme of before you die, do not wait. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you a link to that. But everyone, Google Ry Cooter, Terry Evans down in Mississippi. It is, and it's part of the um, soundtrack for the movie Crossroads. Yes. Uh, that also Ry Cooter did the soundtrack to, which is, you know, definitely has the whole, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the deal with the devil and the guitars. I mean, it's yeah. in, no, the guitar war at the end. I mean, anyway, let's, you know, sell, sell your soul. When but... are we going to just, when are we just do a radio show on blues right now? But, <laughs> but anyway, and then, Google this. and then of course yeah. we do have, you know, we have the casinos, of course, you that's know, what I was going to say the casinos, we have there's 12 rolling, of them rocking and oh, oh yeah. And there's, there's talk of, you know, maybe another one coming in. Um, you know, they're still doing the studies and, you know, of course the gaming commission has to sign off on it, but you know, we'll, we'll probably end up with one or two more in the next few years. You never know. Um, and then of course, you know, so they have all the entertainment we've got ground zero, each of the, um, we have each of the small cities because of course coastal Mississippi is made up of multiple cities. So there's Bay St. Louis that has a thriving downtown. You got Ocean Springs, which is real artsy. You have Biloxi First Fridays, which is like vendors and things. And then of course you've got the Mississippi Coast Coliseum who hosts all kinds of big name concerts. Um, I next week is next week is Shinedown is coming. And then in a couple more weeks after that, we've got Luke Bryan and and you know it just keeps coming along and um, Cher has been there, Reba, oh, the Judd, well, and this it, kind of a little bit of a sad story, the Judd's was booked before, oh, obviously, yeah. um, Naomi passed away, oh. but Winona and friends are still coming, so that'll oh, be another awesome. big one, yes, so, I mean, that's the place for the big concerts, the big name concerts, and it's all, it's, it's all genres, it's, you know, it's rock, it's country, it's urban it, there's all different kinds so that's, that's a, it's awesome. a really nice concert it's a great concert facility yeah and i think people need to know that because it's like mississippi is like 
I, I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, I want people to know and understand the state beyond it, the politics. I have to yes. say that. Oh, I, agree I have with to you say there. that because I think people, you know, I, I really want to say this on what's going on politically in this country. As a person who Nancy and I travel full time mm -hmm. across this country and we connect with people, you know, on a personal level with different views, you've got to, you've got to not just close down on a state right. or a city over politics because it doesn't necessarily mean what people think you know what i mean it's like oh it's, i i live it's, it every day I, yeah I you've got to go in yeah go go and experience i tell people don't judge mississippi on the nonsense you hear on the on the national media um yeah. because you're only going to ever hear the bad ever yeah i mean and and unfortunately, Mississippi tends to have a bunch of that, especially recently um, with all the, the stuff going on and the, the news coming out of Jackson. But coastal Mississippi is not there. You know, it's it's a different I, I guess I equate it being from central New York. One of the things when whenever you say you're from New York, everybody immediately goes, oh, New York City. No, yeah. I lived four hours north of New York City. It's kind of the same with Mississippi. Jackson's three hours away. Yes, and it's our capital. So of course it's steeped in politics. But there's so much more to this state. Than and the people, you've got to politics. meet people one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. And the best way is to go to these events, go mm -hmm. to the smaller restaurants too. And I these little villages, the coastal villages, go yes. hang out. And and don't be a stranger. Don't be a tourist that's a stranger. Don't, you know, connect and with people. And don't judge. And don't judge. Until you yeah. have been there and talked to people and experienced it, just don't judge. Don't prejudge. This country is going through basically as a whole a big grow up period, and <laughs> it, everybody is just going to have their little la la laws. And it's and it is important to to have opinions and thoughts. And we've got freedom right in this country, yes. right? So we need to use it and not uh, not abuse it. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so, <laughs> good luck I, with I, that I, one. I, I know, right? But I just really believe, you know, that's why we do what we do is travel mm -hmm. is about relating with people. It's about right, relating exactly. with place, the culture, the history and the roots. And if you don't go to a place and understand some of the histories, you won't understand some of the politics of now and today. So it's if you really want to understand what's going on, the best thing to do is Get out of your armchair computer right. and 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 delve. But still, into... listen to the rest of this interview first. <laughs> yeah, but, and you can no, listen and... on the road. So I'm just saying. <laughs> but, and you have to delve into the history of the area and and why something, you know, and and how it changes people and why it changes. It's just that's why I'm I am a big history buff. I I firmly believe in, you know, you have to know the why behind things you know you have yeah, to and blues understand <laughs> and you have to have an open mind you can't just yeah. you know you know you just you have to listen well and... how we live today is not how we lived back then and it's exactly. a belief so there's you can't you you have the museums that's a part of the book mm -hmm. see is. i'm saving it our is. butts here before no, we get is, into uh, trouble <laughs> no the museum the museum and the museums are fabulous i mean we have some really good museums i mean i'll, I'll pick one that you know, yeah. the Mardi, the Mardi Gras. Okay. Everybody knows, everybody knows Mardi Gras and, you know, you, you um, equate it with a big party in the parades, but do you know the history of it? Well, we have a place in Biloxi, the Mardi Gras, the coastal Mardi Gras museum. You can learn what the history is and why it is what it is and, and how it came to be. Um, and, and the, 
you know, because a lot of people behind. just think it's just New Orleans who has exactly. Mardi Gras, and that's not true. Even uh, no. Alabama, Mobile, yes. Alabama, Mobile has a too. huge, a yeah. huge Mardi Gras celebration. Um, Mardi Gras is big here on the coast, and and I, I and I firmly admit when I when I came to the coast because again in the Northeast Mardi Gras, oh, it's a day. Okay, we got it. It's a religious day. Throw but some nobody, beads. Yeah, and, throw yeah, some beads have and some cocktails and yeah. I moved to the South and I'm not kidding you when things closed down for three days during Mardi Gras, because, you know, you've got the parades and, and kids don't go to school. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a holiday and it's not, I mean, yes, there is the party aspect. I'm not going to lie. There is that, but it's not also that. <laughs> not at all, but it's also the, the um, pageantry, I guess. I mean, we all kind of live through that you know, a few weeks ago when the queen passed away, the, the British pageantry and that, you know, a lot of the, the Mardi Gras, I mean, when you see, because in the Mardi Gras museum, they have on display, um, royalty, um, costumes from the crew, the king, queen, and the crew of past Mardi Gras. And when you see the intricacy of these costumes, um, it's, you understand the commitment it takes to be part of a crew. Um, it's, you know, you can't just up one day and go, Hey, you know what? I want to be a part of a crew. That's not really, no, how we've actually <laughs> done some in interviews with, um, some ladies about it and, and yeah, it, it's a cultural, it's a yes. family lineage. It's mm -hmm. a, it's very, it's actually very hard on women. I'm yes. just going to say, and, and it depends on some women really want to do it. Some don't. And you belong to all these organizations. Mm -hmm. Some, it actually has to do with garden clubs. It has to do, yes. I mean, this sounds crazy, but you know, there, there are all these nonprofits attached to it. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot, it's hard work. Right. It, 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 right. It's not just, Hey, let's get together and have a party. Um, yes. And you can, you go from the, you know, the more casual crews, because there are those two. There's some casual crews on the coast right up into the, like you said, the family family lineage and, and the, the ones that like take it serious. I mean, like they live, live and breathe Mardi Gras. Yeah. So the museum, yeah. the museum is a very good place to learn about that. Um, you know, we talked those about costumes. Oh, oh my God. think of, mm -hmm. look at the, all the beadwork. Yes. And, and once that's you an see art. Once you see them up close, it's like, oh my. And I mean, I knew a lady, she um, sadly um, has passed, but she was the captain of a crew for like many, many years. I'm not kidding you when I tell you she was, if she was five foot, it was a lot. Her costume was so elaborate during Mardi Gras that she used to have to have, I, I guess they're called pages, on the side, like holding up her headdress because she was just this are you little sure we shouldn't all move to england with this I'm serious. <laughs> i mean uh -oh. she was but she was probably one of the nicest people you'll ever want to meet but she was just this little five foot miniature little lady and she was as elegant as you can imagine but but it's i mean that was that was her thing she loved mardi gras so wow. we have you know we have that we talked about walter anderson we have um, the George, the Orr O'Keefe Museum, which is George Orr, who is another, he's a um, potter. He was known as the Mad Potter of Biloxi. Um, we have Beauvoir talking about history. We have Beauvoir, which is the um, Jefferson Davis, his last home. And for those that don't know, Jefferson Davis was the one and only president of the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Yes, it's controversial. I get that. But when you are on the museum grounds, it's fascinating because you, the antebellum home is right there and you walk through it and it has period pieces and it's it's just in awe. The gardens, the presidential library has so many um, historical facts and figures and they have an ancestry. Um, it's just really, I mean, it doesn't have to be controversial. It's it doesn't history. mean, yeah, you don't have to like him, but there is history. It is and history. The, and we can't forget the stuff that went on, right. you know, because it can happen again. And, and then if you important. ever, and then, and then if you really want to go back even, you know, even further, go to Jean Lafitte, who was, mm -hmm. you know, some called him a buccaneer, some called him a pirate. Who knows? I but think he, he's fascinating. He and his band of smugglers were here on the Mississippi coast. So, you know, it's it's all, and it is, you're right. It's absolutely fascinating when you stop and you go, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, have just, you watched that movie with John Lafitte? Um, oh, it's a historic movie. We watched it in February when we were in Natchitoches, Louisiana, because it, it was written yes. in Natchitoches and, and the author was from there. So, oh, I'm going to mess it up. But we watched this movie and it does, it takes you through Mississippi mm -hmm. to Louisiana. I mean, it just, because, every, listen, the South is connected, y'all. I was like, it's fall, y'all, because it's yeah, true. It everybody, it's everyone's connected. And I know Louisiana comes. I mean, isn't isn't it true that New Orleans, uh, you know, summers in Biloxi and a, a lot of people do. They see, they come over to Bay St. Louis or the pass, past Christiana. It's called the pass. But I mean, that's where some of those big, elegant homes, because the the wealthy um how it started is the wealthy citizens of New Orleans, you know, well before there was air conditioning or whatever, their families would come over and get the coastal breezes off the water and they have these big airy mansions, beautiful mansions. And of course they've kept them through generations. And so now the, the modern day family, when, you know, if they're still living in New Orleans, which many of them do, they're like, oh, let's go over to our summer home in yeah. the past or Bay St. Louis or, you know, Biloxi. I mean, I think I mentioned last time on my block, on my little um, area neighborhood alone, there's probably three houses that are owned by folks from Louisiana, one Baton Rouge, a couple from New Orleans, and they come over whenever, whenever the heat and whatever in New Orleans get, they just come on over here. So. You, got, you have to have the coastal breezes mm -hmm. and you, you make a, a good point in talking about summer. Um, in your book, what I like is that you have at the at the end of the book, you, you've got all the chapters about food and drink. Shopping's mm -hmm. a big one, uh, but then at the end you have a seasonal activities uh, mm -hmm. recommendation and then suggested itineraries, which I mm -hmm. think is very cool because I think when you, especially if you've never been somewhere, right, this is like a really great introduction and really people um what people can get this on kindle is it only only hard copies? um well you can get it through amazon i do know that you can get it on my website will take you to the uh publisher uh and you can get it through them as well okay. but i know it's available on amazon because i have family that live in new york that have purchased it off yeah. of amazon and they're not so. necessarily in new york city <laughs> yeah they there yeah exactly hey, we just drove across your state by the way for the first time went through across the uh, new york state it's mm -hmm. beautiful but it's a i long know ride <laughs> it is actually yeah i was kind of shocked it's <laughs> and, new york and we racked state. up every every kind of toll toll road um bill you can imagine <laughs> yes that's that's the truth but, but it's beautiful it's beautiful but um yeah don't I, go in the winter I, no <laughs> no 
no, unless you're a say, winner person i know all i could think of is because i was like waving at you you know as we we're driving <laughs> and i'm like i know you're down there but it's beautiful right now but lisa i know you moved because yes. it's gonna be nice during the winter where you are i believe i read um i mean they, they had their first frost advisory in like September, mid-September or something. <gasps> it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, granted, it's up in the in the Adirondacks, which are the mountains up in you know in the northern part of the state. But still, it's September. Okay, so okay, I'm sorry. so let's talk about let's look at the seasons. Mm -hmm. Fall in Mississippi, yes. so coastal Mississippi, because people are going to go. Oh well, you don't have any seasons. Uh, well, we kind of sort of do. I mean, normally it gets a little bit cold. Well, cold, considering, you know, relative cold, <laughs> I guess. Like For me, actually, when I first came down, it was like there was no cold. Now that I've acclimated, I do I do actually think usually like January, January is kind of cold, which cold to me now is below 50 degrees. So, you know, like I said, take it, take it, you know, it depends on your level. But, you know, in September, we were still having 95 degree, 95, 98 degree weather. So, mm. Um, you just have to know what you like and, and the humidity finally has laid off. Um, mm -hmm. you, the humidity is, is obviously what makes it feel in the triple digits, but mm -hmm. you, once you're acclimated, it's wonderful cold. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's really so much better for here. your skin, that humidity. Yes. It go. is. It <laughs> and, and you've got the coastal breezes, but oh, like fall, wonderful. it's gotta be really cool for, I know you're connected with the Audubon society. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. This is, and you've got Sandhill Crane, you've got a, yes, you were talking the, about that. The, Sand, the Sandhill Crane was, is, that is, that's a really neat place to visit because Sandhill Cranes, the, you know, there's a lot of different uh, species of cranes, but the Sandhill Crane, this is their one refuge. Um, they are very like critically endangered. And this is their one place in the country that is their natural habitat for the specific species of cranes. And, you know, it's really cool. It, it's just so as you're walking through and then you can you can see you get a checklist in the visitor center and you go through and you check all the different because there's lots of other birds, of course, other than the, the sandhill crane and there's native plants and, you know, you can see the cypress trees and, you know, so you just kind of take your little checklist and use it as you walk through. It's just it's really a, a neat place to walk through. That's cool for for families too, yes, for kids it, to get and well, adults too to learn the different yes. species. Mm -hmm. And but now fall winter's got to be a big birding time for you guys. Uh it's it is. And you know, the really cool thing on our beaches, and I'm, this isn't, I don't think it's in the fall, but we they have um they have protected areas on our beaches where the terns and the least terns can nest. Um oh, and you cool. can't walk like they have them fenced that's cool. off. And I, that's more in the spring, but you know, in the fall. We, you know, we do have, a, there's lots of bird, birds. Um, the ospreys are absolutely gorgeous. We oh, have, a, in, in my, in my neighbor, in my, my backyard, actually, I have a resident Cooper's hawk who kind of cool. hangs out and, you know, he, he picks off a dove every now and again. Um, the hummingbird, we just finished up um, just a couple of weeks ago, the hummingbird festival at Pascagoula River Audubon Center. And now you want to see hummingbirds and and it's really cool because they banned them these little teeny tiny little birds and they banned them so that obviously they can study and see the migratory patterns and i was lucky enough to actually feel one like feel their heartbeat i mean you're talking a, a little bitty teeny, teeny. Tiny little bird yeah. like this and of course you know they're 
they're nervous when they're being banded like anybody would be any any creature would be um but they just kind of look at you and, and their little heartbeats just go but they're just it's just so amazing to watch and and there's so many they you know they obviously have a lot of feeders because that's the migratory period of when hummingbirds are flying south and then we'll get it again in the spring as they move north so oh. that's really cool in the springtime i have several bird bird feeders in my backyard and um, during COVID year, obviously there was not much to do, <laughs> but we, I mean, watching the migratory birds was fascinating. We had so many birds. It's, it's yeah. just really, really cool to watch the different, you know, the different times. So in the spring, they, they come, you know, they go up and then in the fall, they come down. It's just really neat. Well, that's the thing I think, because you've got the coastal and then you've got the inland areas yes. and that's like two, they're kind of the waterfowl, but you know, you get seabirds too mm -hmm. and seagulls. And you know, I forgot just how cool seagulls are until you're around them. When you're not around them and then suddenly you have seagulls, you're like, oh, I've missed you. Yeah. Yeah. Un I love unfortunate, them. Unfortunately, some people, and, and again, you know, they're tourists, they're from Wisconsin or wherever, they don't see seagulls, I guess. I don't, but when you start feeding them on the beach, it's no, not really good. It's not good. Um, it's like feeding ducks bread. It's yes. not good. It don't yeah. do it. Don't, don't, you know, there's certain things that animals can eat and, and it's the same thing as don't go to Yellowstone and try and feed a bison. I mean, there you go. like, don't make the stupid people list. How about that? There you go. I mean, I can remember a few weeks ago. But people we were... mean well. They mean yes. well. You know, so I'm not calling people stupid. But if you do feed a bison in Yellowstone. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you kind of, you know, if he attacks you, guess what? But yeah, a, few, yeah. a few weeks ago, um, we had gone down to dinner and in one of the coastal cities to the west of us. And on the way back for, so that was, you know, I mean, it's, it seems like, and we're, we are really close by, but it was probably like a 20 minute drive just to get to this restaurant that we wanted to go to on the way back home. It had just, it had rained a lot on while we were in the restaurant. So on the way back, I, I counted just as I'm, as we're driving by, I counted 25, um, Blue, uh, great blue herons sitting on the, no. the they're the they're just the cool because the after 25 25 of them in a 20 minute span it was fabulous and they're all basically in the water hunting. and and hunting getting their dinner you know getting their dinner but i couldn't believe the number of them it was i i mm -hmm. actually after the first couple i was like usually you see a couple here and there but literally 25 all along the coast coming coming back it was great that's amazing i love them <laughs> they're so elegant yet at the mm -hmm. same time they'll squawk you out oh they're yeah like, they will ah, you know, I mean, I, i've been walking on the beach and you know they're they'll sit there and then they'll watch you and i was like i want to see how close i can get them with my camera and they'll let you get just so close and then they're like off but and and they do they yell at you mm -hmm, they're funny they it's do. you know speaking about dinner let's talk about food so oh. you know this thing about Mississippi is you could go to a teeny little mom and mm -hmm. pop eatery yep. all the way to La Di Da. Yes, very so, much. La Di Da so. date night. What would you? Because you've got uh, a Mary, whole, I mean, this is a huge section of the book. Oh, it is. Um, let's see. I guess the most famous one. I, I will start with that because I think many people, whether or not you live in coastal Mississippi, have heard of Mary Mahoney's. Um, Mary Mahoney's is um, in Biloxi and. I mean, they've had celebrities every time. And this is kind of weird, but Jim Cantore, everybody knows who Jim Cantore is. And of course, where we are, hurricanes, he comes to our 
pound frequently, more frequently than we would like certain years, but he's, he, he always goes to Mary Mahoney's for dinner. Um, there's been um, presidents that go through celebrities. I mean, everybody loves to go to Mary Mahoney's and um, the owner, you know, the current owner who is, it's generational. I think they've been, I think they've been on the coast since 1964. So, um, oh, but wow. the, the current owner, he talks to everybody. He, he's got jokes. He's just, he's just a very, but the food is fabulous. Um, and it, it is a good date night, but, uh, you know, they do actually offer like, um, lunches, like quick lunches that are, that are not, well, you know, they're reasonably priced for a lunch is, is I okay. guess, you know, we feel on a quick lunch, but if you want fine dining and you're doing an anniversary or a date night, or you just want to treat yourself, you go to Mary Mahoney's. It's, okay. it's a very fine dining. Um, there's, you know, casual, we have patio 44. We have, uh, one in Biloxi, one in Gulfport. Those are, you know, they're, it's great food, but it's more casual dining. There's uh, the one, the one in Biloxi has this beautiful fountain. You can sit on the patio. So if it's raining, you still be outdoors because mm. they have the nice patio and there's this beautiful fountain in the center of the patio. And so as you're eating, you know, whatever. That's nice. I, That's calming. It was, it was very cool. I think the one thing that just, it was fabulous. It was a um, blue crab fondue one time when I had it there, it was just wonderful. Oh. Um, that, so, you know, you've got those. And then of course you've got the, you know, one of the things that they also say, you know, depending on your date, you might, you know, go where the locals go. And one of the places where is, is old Biloxi filling station. And it is exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a renovated, uh, renovated um, garage and they've got really great nachos. Um, let me think what there's one in Bay St. Louis called uh, Thorny Oyster. And that is a, it's a upscale seafood restaurant. Um, and they do a lot of really adventurous dishes. So, you know, you, you just gotta either. Do you get, what about soul food? Like, you know, we were oh, talking about, um, we have a lot of barbecue, but that's not really soul food. It's helpful think... more North. Is that going to be more North? It, well, it is. Or, um, I know. I know going more toward Louisiana, there's a, there's a lot mm. of little, little places to have soul food. Right now think, you're in the coast. I mean, so right, I think, I think we cater and... more to the, the variety of, of mm. people that come in because not every, not, you know, some people want pizza. Some people want oysters. Some people want, you know, I always want pizza. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love pizza. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just, let me think what a, there's, we have a one restaurant, uh, it's called Vestige and it's a, it's a preset tasting menu. So like, oh, it's, cool, yeah, yeah it's, they, they have really, um, really unique, you know, dishes. I think things like that are good because it snaps you out of the typical that you always order, you, you know, go. and it makes you be adventurous. And even if you don't like it, you can go, okay, I don't like it, but you're going to find something that you do like. But what about sweet dessert? Like, come on, we need dessert. Well, I'll tell you what, one place, and it's not just a dessert place, but um, I, we, I had jazz brunch one day at uh, 131 Lemuse. And they had a strawberry, I mean, we had strawberry shortcake for after brunch. I, I'm not kidding you, this thing, it was huge. Um, and for brunch that day, I actually had like some French, some, some French toast with all this gooey and, oh, it's just fabulous. Oh, and boy. then there was key lime pie and, and 131 does, <laughs> they do great. Um, as far as desserts, I mean, if you're into donuts that you have to, have to, have to absolutely. Yeah. Go to, it's called Tato nut. 
in Ocean yeah, Springs. Yeah, I was reading about that. Oh yes, I want um, I want in. And I and I I fell into the same trap. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, good donuts. You can get them here, there, and everywhere. It's it's just a donut. You know, some are better than others. No, <laughs> once you go to Tato Nut, it's it's like life changing. <laughs> I know see, that sounds very crazy, but it's a cake donut. It's a family run oh. business and kidding. I, I kid you not. I think there's even oh. within the family, I think there's only two people that know how to make the donuts. Um, and they're just, they're just fabulous and they don't last long, you know? So if like you get there in the morning and if you're just thinking you're going to grab one, do yourself a favor and grab two or a box. Or three or four. Um, they're just, they're so Do they good. have, so the cake with the, with the confectioner sugars on the outside, you know what I mean? That white sugar. I just oh I've, beignets. I've, I've, are you talking beignets? No, 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 no. No, beignets, that's New Orleans. No, no, I'm not talking beignets, but there's just there's that cake donut to me is just like one of those. Okay, that it's just really cruel to talk yeah. about it to me. It is. It's it, it I is, mean it's the, cruel. It's me. I, I tell you, no tato Okay, nut. so so we are gonna have to go to coastal Mississippi yeah, just yeah, for tato nuts. Tato nut is like, and I can recall recently, well, not recent, I guess not. I recently is is relevant, but the I, I want to say grandpa or dad or whatever. Anyway, he, he passed recent and they literally oh. closed down for like two months because they had to obviously get, yeah. you know, you had to grieve and get, and I'm not kidding you that when it reopened, it was like, <laughs> it was everybody like, everybody like, had, everybody was like, Oh my God, thank God they're, they're, they're back. They're here. It was like, the the city of Ocean Springs was lost without Tato Nut. It was oh man. It was, it oh, was that's like, it. I'm coming just for that. So now, <laughs> one thing we cannot forget, especially now as we go into the holiday season, shopping. And I always yes. say this: like travel is your time to shop for something unique versus what we do with this Black Friday craziness. Mm -hmm. Um, this you know the typical you know things and the Amazon things. No offense to Amazon because there's no. books on there like yours. Yeah. But <laughs> we have to be nice. But I mean to get unique things and enjoy yourself shopping and take that mm -hmm. time out mm -hmm. um, is the way to go. And coastal stores, yeah. I love coastal shops. Yes. There's something about shopping on the coast. I don't know what it is. It's more laid back, I think. Maybe because you can have cocktails well, along the way. Well, you, you can do that. <laughs> but I think also um, it's just we have so many unique things. It's, you know, I mean, we have the standard, you know, we have the king of souvenir shops. And which I, when you if, if you ever come, you have to go regardless. Mm -hmm. It's it's called Shark Heads. And it literally mm -hmm. has a big pink shark. And you have to have your picture. You, you walk into his mouth and it's a total photo op but they the instagram have instagram i think yeah the instagram moment yes they have every souvenir known to man i swear it's the store's huge and you could get lost for hours in there just getting your your souvenirs so that's the king of all souvenir shops um i tend to like i mean of course i'm a writer i like books i love to read so we have this really um unique independent bookstore called past christian books and it, obviously in past Christian and um, Cat Island Coffee House is right on there. So you can have, you know, some some coffee and your book. And, you know, they do all different kinds. You know, they do um, they have an entire floor that if it's if you're a Mississippi author, that's where your book would be. And then they have awesome authors, you know, for obviously and your books. books in there, right? Um, yeah, yes, it is. And so it would be on the, you know, on the second floor because I'm officially a Mississippian now. So, right <laughs> okay. on. 
and but Cat Island and then Cat Island Coffee. There's another um, really unique place. It's called Hillier House, and it's over in Ocean Springs. And they have they they're called mermaids. And and some of the people that have worked here um, have worked for this this store for years, like twenty and thirty years. And um, it's very a lot of glass, a lot just just absolutely beautiful little different things, all different unique things, one of a kind things. Like they have glass blowing, and you know it's oh, I love just that. very unique things. Um, and one of the things I put in my book, which everybody looks at, and when I mentioned it, I'll go, why would you, it was, it's Negrado's picture frame. It's Negrado's framing. They do custom frames for all the prints that you can, you know, so we have a lot of artists and of course, a lot of coastal scenes, a lot of, you know, Walter Anderson, you know, he has, you know, right. you can buy prints. And if you want the custom frame, you go there and you can, and they have like, um, they have some displays in the grottos as well of local artists, but they do custom framing. So you buy, you buy a print, you buy a picture, you take it to the grottos and you get it framed. It just, um, it just, no, and then no, we have, I think that's, you know, and we forget about that, you know, as we are so digital these days that mm -hmm. we forget, I mean, framing is an art form it, it's, and choosing it, the right frame for the picture is a whole having, other deal. And having somebody there that will guide you and say, you know, I know you really like that frame. However, in my experience, this would look better. Exactly. And, you know, that type of thing. Because if you're going to spend the money for a nice print or a nice, a nice uh, watercolor or a nice painting, you obviously want to display it properly. You don't want to put it in a, in a frame that wouldn't complement it. Exactly. So that to me is very, you know, and of course our museum gift shops, you want one of a kind gifts. You know, Shearwater Pottery is, you know, you're going to get pottery that's unique. I mean, I bought a pair of, I bought a set of coffee mugs. I'll guarantee nobody else has got one like it because they're, you know, they're handcrafted. They're yeah. So, and um, mostly, most of the time they're dishwasher safe too. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I mean, I do have a, I do have a couple of pieces that are not because they aren't fully glazed, but I try and make everything dish, <laughs> dishwasher safe <laughs> just because. Yeah, um, we have a, a, a Martin Miazza Gifts, which is a gift shop, and again, family-run, family-owned for generations, and they have one of the most beautiful um, wedding. They're known for their wedding registry, registry, so you can get like high-end, beautiful, beautiful things that obviously are are pricier. But then you can go in and get a little a little dish that you know very very reasonable. Um, and they have the, the one thing about Martin Miazza and the dad actually started this. They have um, Mississippi ornaments like that are only made oh, cool. there. They're the only place that that's, and that's you what we're talking about now them. as we get into mm -hmm. the holidays, you know, and so many people, you know, that's the thing about our country. And I think we really experienced this during COVID is we're spread out. Families and friends are spread yes. out across the country and around the world. And then we think about military serving overseas, mm -hmm. you know. So when you get like an ornament from your hometown or a place right. that brings back really good memories, mm -hmm. you know, beach time and in coastal Mississippi with family, you know, that those ornaments mean something. Right. You and know then, what I mean? It's, I think that's awesome. They do. That you bring and then, of up. course, going back to the food portion of it, we have this really, really unique place. It's called Past Christiane Olive Oils and Vinegars. 
and you can get um, specialty olive oils um, infused. You can get truffle oil and you can get them in a bottle. So you take them when your bottle's empty, you come back and you can refill it. So if you, it, and they have all different kinds of olive oils, all different infused flavors. It's really a neat place to go. So depending upon how elaborate you want to cook, you can, you know, go get your olive oil because, you know, good olive oil makes a huge difference in, in, uh, in cooking. So that's a really, it, yes, it does. I agree. I so agree. Well, man, you've given us a good rundown. <laughs> I mean, seriously, everybody, if you didn't know anything about coastal Mississippi, you do now. <laughs> that's yeah, it. it's, you've it's, done a good, you've got a, given us a good uh, starting course. I'll say good. appetizer to your book and to get people out to coastal Mississippi. Again, everyone, uh, you can go to Lisa's website to go to writerlisa.com. Also go to, let me get the publisher website is readypress.com. That's R-E-E-D readypress.com the book again by lisa evans is 100 things to do in coastal mississippi before you die it is the ultimate bucket list of the <laughs> coast of mississippi so check it out and learn about the friendship oak tree i think that is yes, so cool it is and we want to thank the international food wine travel writers association because we really have a good time on these shows and if you are a writer a destination any if you do anything in the food wine and travel industry check out ifwtwa.org and i and you know as travelers Follow them on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter, uh, the hashtag IFWTWA, because you'll, they'll take you around the world. All the writers post things mm -hmm. and um, just awesome for travelers to follow that. And uh, speaking of social media, Lisa, I know you're really active on Twitter. So mm -hmm. I follow you. I think you've got your, your writing. Uh, I always see you on, you've got a sunrise on, on your Twitter. Yeah. I always see you in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa, hi. And yeah. now you've got one for the book. Give everyone I your do. main handles. Um, for, for my writing in general, it's at my gypsy travel. And then He's I do, <laughs> and then I have another one that is at 100 things coastal MS. Obviously that would have been way too long if I spelled out Mississippi. So You're I right. kind of abbreviated it and just said at, and 100 is the number. So, so at 100 things, coastal miss MS. And that makes sense. MS. Yeah. Because you can't, and to spell Mississippi, you know, all <laughs> of us as kids, we learned MIS. Yes. M -I -S crooked letter, crooked letter. M I S. Oh, we'll have to say the P P in there. See, that's the <laughs> that was the whole thing. <laughs> yep, and yeah, it was crooked letter, crooked letter I. I remember that as a kid. I just so. remember the P P I, and then we all go. You said P P. Uh huh. There that you was, go. You know. Oh, see how we end a conversation. <laughs> we did so well, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We air Monday through Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Central time for Lisa, since she's in. Mississippi. Yes. Take care, everybody, and happy travels. Thank you.